Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- show. Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody have a seat. Comfortable. Got a good show tonight. Uh, I guess this evening is going to be Mr. Matt Tedder. He's a local singer, guitar player. He was nominated um, for Best Guitar Player in Fort Worth by the Fort Worth Weekly. Um, lost out to Mr. Sammy Kidd from Mean Motor Scooter. But... um and Matt's one of my favorite guitar players in town. I hate to say he's my favorite because I'm always afraid I'm going to offend somebody or hurt their feelings or whatever because we have so many great players in town. And I like so many of them for so many different reasons. And Matt Tedder can flat play the guitar. And I like it when he does, does like the kind of country twangy stuff. It really gets me. I really dig his style. So I heard he had a new song coming out on Friday, March 3rd, which happened to be the anniversary of me and Lady Lord, so I was excited about it, and it's like, hey, I want to reach out to him and see if he wants to do an interview this weekend, so got him scheduled coming up here in a little while, we'll call him and see how he's doing and see how his week's going, talk a little bit about his song and some other stuff, um, yeah, I'm excited, I can't wait to have him on, so um, before that, I always think, all week long I'm driving around doing stuff and thinking, oh, I need to talk about this in the podcast. I need to talk about this in the podcast. But I never write it down. And then when the podcast comes, I don't talk about anything. And I'm like, I probably should let the people in a little bit more, let them know what I'm thinking, let them know a little bit more about me, be more personable, tell more stories. But, I, you know, I usually forget. I just want to get straight into the music and straight into the interview. I figure the interview is time to tell stories and get to know me, even though it's I'm interviewing somebody else. You can still get to know the interviewer over a series of interviewers you get to know the person who's doing the interviewing over a series of interviews if you you know listen to multiple but so many people listen to one because they like the artist i'm having on and they don't know who i am or whatever so yeah we're gonna do that so if i'm gonna be more personable what do we do this week well this friday like i said was 20 years of me and the lovely lady lord and we went to um, Campo Verde in Arlington. It's a Mexican restaurant. It's one of my favorites. I haven't been there in years. Um, and it was good. I was I didn't tell her, but I was a little bit disappointed just because I don't think it's quite what it used to be. Um, it seems scaled down um, a little bit. I mean, not not the lights. There was, there's got tons of Christmas tree lights all over the place in there. It's just, it's, it's lit, y'all. But um, yeah, the, the menu was kind of sparse but i usually get chicken enchiladas or fajita chicken i usually get cheese enchiladas or fajitas either way and they had both of those so but i think back in the day man they had like elk and rattlesnake and buffalo and all different kinds of meats that you could try i don't know maybe i'm thinking of a different place but it was cool we had a really good time then we drove around and thought about hitting up a bar and drove past the bull down the chat and the usual and the cools and some different places and was just like eh, i'm not feeling it so we stopped at brahms and got ice cream <laughs> 
Then we came home and watched some TV and went to bed. It was actually a really nice um, anniversary dinner. And then Saturday, I got to go out to the Fort Worth Roots podcast studio and hang out with Mr. Andrew Turner for a little while. We did a um, recording. He interviewed me. And so you don't hear me on a lot of interviews around town. You'll hear me on the Jerry Jones time asker, but it's not typically interview. I just go on there to hang out and goof off and stuff. So I don't get a lot of interview requests, but he was really interested in having me on. So I was like, all right, whatever, man. So we finally were able to get it done and went over yesterday and had a really good time. Talked a lot about the history um, of the show and stuff. And we also talked about AI. Um, I'm telling you this now because it won't come out for a little while. He has so many shows that he's recorded and he just releases one a week, but he records like three or four or five, six, seven a week. So he's got like probably 30 in the backlog. So I have no idea when my episode's going to come out. But this past weekend on the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, he took some, um, he took an AI machine. I don't know what he did, but he feeds it with some information and it spits out a, a voice. And he actually did my voice. So if you listen to last week's Jerry Jonestown Massacre, which I suggest you do. They had on um, a couple of ladies from Amplify 817. And it was a fantastic show. Lots of good information. Really good conversation. It's a really, really good show. So I encourage you to go listen to that if you haven't. When you listen to the beginning of it, you'll hear me say, something about a warning you know adult language and all this kind of stuff and it's not me at all but it sounds exactly like me and it's weird i mean they can they can put your name in and all of a sudden come up with a script and here you are saying these things that you've never said it's really freaky to hear it's just a weird time man really weird time um so i won't go too far into that but anyways so that was a, a lot of what i did yesterday um other than working around the house and stuff and then today uh, we went out to cedar hill State Park. I got a State Park pass from um, my buddies Dustin and Susie. And so I can go to any state park in Texas for free. And so I've been doing that. I've, you know, every weekend since I've got it, I've gone somewhere. So we went to Cedar Hill this t- today and went fishing. Me and the wife and the little boy caught some fish and stuff. So that's a good day. Um, it's fun. We're having a good times. So, anyways, that's a little bit about me. Let's hear about you. Phones are open 817. I'm just kidding. We don't take phone calls, but we do play music. So I'm going to start off today's show um, with Bruce Magnus. I've been wanting to play this for a while. They've, had, Man, they came out with, with this record probably a couple months ago, and it's called Bruce Magnus on the Radio, I believe. And this is the title track, and it's, it's just your typical Bruce Magnus album. It's fantastic. It's fun. It's upbeat. It's silly at times. It's, I don't know, man, it's good. It's so good. I really like these boys. I really like what they do. And so... Let's start off with a little bit of uh, Bruce Magnus with a question. Why won't you play Bruce Magnus on the FM radio? Why don't you play some Bruce Magnus on the FM radio? Mountain, get the 
Bruce Magnus on the radio. Actually, we got Bruce Magnus on the Funky Town podcast. That's our song called Bruce Magnus on the radio. And up next, we have a brand new one from the infamous. Kind of want to dedicate this to Lady Lord, but I don't quite think it fits. But she is my sexy lady, and I do like the way her body moves. All right, here we go. The infamous spectral mistress on the Funky Town podcast. Born 
Yes, 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 y'all. That is what's up. The infamous on the Funky Town Podcast. All right, now, the reason why you're all here is to hear the brand new song by Matt Tedder. It's called Growing Up. I like it. I like it a lot. I can't wait to talk to him about it. I dig the way this dude sings, and I really dig the way he plays the guitar. Yeah. See, this what I'm talking about. Check it. Maybe you don't get more sweet tones than from Matt Tedder. All right, this song is called Growing Up. When this goes off, we'll have the interview with the man himself.
Hello, Matt Tedder. Hey, Jeffrey. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, good. And just a head up, I'm recording now, so this will all be on the show. All right. Yeah. So, you, do you have a gig earlier today? I did. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, it, it was the fifth one this week. Wow. Working hard. Yeah. We're hardly working. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. No. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I play with this uh, classic country group that um, has a weekly thing at Longhorn Saloon up in the stockyards. Oh, cool. We do Wednesday nights. Uh, the guy's name is Landon Dodd, and he's got a great band and um yeah it was a little while ago i was just like man i love that music and uh i want to try to get somewhere where i can play more of it so um i've been doing that for a little over a year and then we'll play some weekends and stuff like that too so that's been a really good gig that's awesome yeah i know um like my history with you only goes back to like 2000 and probably 13 or so or 14. I don't know. It's whenever I started doing the podcast and kind of getting into local music and hearing a lot of bands and I'd seen your name come up here and there and like in the Fort Worth weekly, you know, like the music awards and stuff. And then, um, I remember you being in poly dogs and I really liked that record and I seen you guys play a couple of times and that's when I was just like man this dude can really I didn't I guess I didn't know how much of a guitarist you were you know and it's like that's probably like your first passion or your first love is, is a guitar and I could tell that it's like you're really good at, at playing the guitar and then kind of COVID came and I just kind of you know everything kind of went away or whatever but yeah within the last year I've been watching you share a lot of videos and stuff um, and it's all these old school country licks and that's been like really becoming a huge fan of of what you do I love the country Thank stuff. You, yeah, no, it's it's I like I like the blues. I I like the rock, but um, I'm staying for the country. You know, I really like a lot of the a lot of the licks that you play. Man, I I really appreciate that. I mean, I you know, and you know, thank you. I mean, I mean, you say 2013. That's like almost half my life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but uh, you know, thanks for you know hanging with me through all the changes and cause there's been quite a few of them. And, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I feel like there's something to learn and all those different styles, but I've definitely been on a country kick because man, it's really, uh, I think more than anything or any of the other genres. I mean, of course there's great songs and, and rock and, uh, blues but the songwriting and the melodies are what really moved me so much with country music and honestly the first record that i think i would say i really fell in love with that had the country music element about it is uh ray charles's modern sounds and country and western music and that was a huge deal you know a very popular stylistic black artist doing mm -hmm. nothing but 
old country songs from the 40s and 50s and it was a huge hit um and he he just put such a really good spin on him and ray's one of my favorite vocalists but um yeah uh country music uh, and he kind of proved with that record that country music has a lot of soul uh-huh as they called yeah they called ray the genius of soul or whatever and he does a record full of country music and it's like man yeah i feel it yeah the soul is still there now it is strange because you think about soul music and it is you know kind of like r&b or funk or even blues you know has a lot of that soul and you don't think of like white music as as having soul but the country music especially from the 40s um and you know all the post depression stuff you know where it's just songs the songs about going hungry and not knowing you know what you're going to do and fighting the man and just poverty and all these different things comes from a very honest place and it's very soulful yeah yeah very much so or or heck even the old standard just your woman leaving you you know the cheating Mm -hmm. you know and messing around and all that stuff um yeah, so yeah, like sing, sing about love or love gone wrong kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Now the other day, I, I don't, I don't know why, um, but like this week, especially, I've been kind of like in this '80s country um, kind of mode or whatever. And I was going to pick up my daughter from work, and I got in the car and was like, I was telling my wife, I love that we um, live in a time where you can just think of a song, and then you can like, I haven't heard that song in so long, and then you can just put it in your Spotify or Apple music or whatever and hear it, you know? And so that's what I did. I got in the car and I was like, man, I want to hear a, another somebody done somebody wrong song, you know? And so I just typed it in and here it comes on, you know, Hey, won't you play another somebody done somebody wrong song? And I'm just like, God, this song is so great, you know? Yeah. And he's just, he's just, his, his lady left him and he's just lonely and he wants to just sit and hear sad music. And that's what the song is about. I'm like, it's, there's, there's beauty in that for sure for sure who did that one? Oh gosh i can't even remember um i'd have to look it up on my phone and i'm calling you so um i don't remember but yeah i just um oh, I, I don't I, it just i didn't know until i i wrote it in there and it came up and i was like oh i didn't know that but i don't remember the name now man i wish spotify would like you know save your searches from years you know it only has like 25 of your recent searches i wish that list was so much longer so that we could remember Mm -hmm. now i just typed Uh, in um another another somebody done somebody wrong song i think is what i typed in and it came right up because at least in apple music it'll look up the lyric so if you know a lyric you can you can put it in and it'll try to find a song that has that lyric in it and show it to you and then this really fantastic song came on. Um, I'll pull my phone up, uh, which I had heard when I was a kid, but it was just kind of like background music. And um, you know, and then like when you're older, then you hear this song and you actually listen to the lyrics of it. And I was like blown away. And um, let me tell you who that was real fast. Let me see here. I can go to my most recent and see what I downloaded. Um, oh, it's Don Williams. Do you know Don Williams? Oh, man. He's, he's a good one. Yeah, so he has a song called I Believe in You. 
<laughs> that song is hilarious. Well, it's... Don't believe in Hollywood or yeah. organic foods or all the things he doesn't believe in. Right. And he goes, but I believe, Pretty. but I believe in love and I believe in you. Yeah. You know, and I was, but it was yeah. beautiful, you know, I mean, it was funny, but it was also like, like in the second part, it was like, um, he, he said something like, um, I don't believe, um, oh, what is it? It's like, I, I, I don't believe that, um, only people who congregate will go to heaven. You know, he's, he's like, I believe that God is above and below. And it was just this whole thing about like God and love and, it was just I was man, yeah. I was moved, you know. I was like I really like it, you know. And I don't, and I'd heard it, but I just had never listened to it. But it's it's really kind of a a really cool song. Definitely, Don is he's amazing. I I haven't delved very deep into his catalog, but I, I believe like most of his stuff came out in the seventies or maybe early eighties. Mm-hmm. That kind of nineteen seventies country sound is really what. I've been obsessed with for the last few years. And it's probably, um, the, it's what I grew up on. Um, it's probably you're really close to like what your dad grew up on as well. Probably that same He might've been more like fifties or sixties cause I'm 50 now, but like, you know, yeah. when I was a kid, it's like, we weren't allowed to listen to any modern rock music. It had to be like fifties, sixties, mostly fifties, like Elvis and, and bebop kind of stuff or country music. We could, have it on a country music radio station and we lived in canyon which is right outside of amarillo and so it's just a small town so you only really got that or the college radio station and um and so i just heard all this country music all the time that i didn't like it was boring and uh right now that i'm older i'm like dude this is not only lyrically is it really cool and a lot of fun and sometimes you know pretty clever um but musically it's like it's top notch. They're not messing around. Not at all, man. That was something that um, it's been such an education. Um, you know, talking to you about this group that I play with on Wednesdays, um, man. That like steel guitar, the fiddle player, uh, country musicians. I you know. If you listen to some of the great country bands like Ernest Tubbs, mm-hmm. uh, Texas Troubadours, or Merle Haggard's The Strangers, or Bob Wills's The Playboys, uh, Texas Playboys. I mean, there's there's so many. Uh, or uh, Buck Owens, The Buckaroos. Uh, there's a lot of great country bands. And if you, you know, I've been going down the wormhole. And if you listen to like their instrumental records that they put out, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're basically jazz musicians with yeah. pearl snaps and nudie suits on. Right. Like it's insane how good they are at their instruments and how innovative. Like you know, um, man, uh, yeah. It, it that was you know another draw for me is the incredible musicianship and but it's so accessible because there's a sweet tune being played you know mm-hmm. of course those guys can play jazz and you know to the average listener they'll want to turn that jazz off you know <laughs> because it's just a little too much to listen to but you take a great song written by 
any one of those band leaders, you know, Merle Haggard or Buck Owens or Ernest Tubb. And then they're, you know, catering their playing around a great song. Mm-hmm. And just everything about that is what I've grown to love about country music. It's just great musicianship. Um, songwriting to the best of your ability. And it's It's got a whole lot to like. Mm-hmm. And it gets a bad rap just like any other style of music. You know, there's good and bad of anything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of a lot of the pop country modern stuff but you know there's so to someone who might not know country music and for them to just go on like a country chart you know it's probably not like the best introduction depending on who you are Mm -hmm. maybe you'll like that stuff and that's okay but um yeah i i think it's such a institution in songwriting musicianship uh, yeah it's it's got it all yeah i think now anybody that listens or who has listened to this um show knows that i'm a i'm a big fan of like jerry reed he's my favorite guitar player yeah and like anytime him and chet atkins does something together and they have just instrumental albums albums it's like it's like jerry and chet and then chet and jerry and it's just you know mm-hmm. 10 songs of them just playing back and forth and it's just it's so cool because they have two different styles but they're the most the best at what they do i think you know and so it's oh yeah it's really interesting oh, to yeah. hear them play t- t- together because chet is more of the classical type you know everything is perfect you know where jerry just seems kind of wild you know but always but now that's why a lot of the a lot of your runs and stuff to me are Jerry Reedish, you know. Which I'm Jerry Reed is just doing what all the other country people did as well, which is, which is what you're doing, you know. It's just he was the one that I that I liked a lot. So a lot of times whenever you're doing these, I'm just like, oh my god, that is the best thing ever, you know. I love it. Yeah, I get so excited. Yeah, thank that. you. Yeah, it's it's fun. Oh, man, Jerry's the man, and yeah, that's. That's something too behind the whole country, especially guitar playing, is it can be comical. And it's a nice relief to hear some goofball notes or, you know, the chicken picking Mm -hmm. technique. You know, the feeling you put into notes with country is it can it can be really funny. You know, like Roy Clark was someone who kind of did that too yeah but he yeah, was fantastic I mean, at the guitar roy clark could play i mean he could flat play oh, yeah. anybody you know yeah there's a lot of these guys that are real goofy i watch roy clark play and the whole time he's making faces silly faces on purpose uh-huh. he's not like the guitar face where you're shredding i mean it's just the he's just making the yeah. weirdest looking silly faces to make you laugh while he's doing this really incredible run i'm just like this dude is such a nut you know but you're right yeah. there's a lot of a lot of comedy in it as well man but yeah it's it's amazing jerry reed he is a huge influence on me i've been kind of obsessing with his records now for a little while and 
Oh yeah, you try to play a song like like the Claw. You know, that's one of these yeah, ones that are like yeah. that. It, like if you're like a really good guitar player, you try to do that because that's like supposed to be super duper hard. I mean, I don't even know how to even approach a song like that. Man, you know? that that song is a cakewalk compared to Guitar Man. Oh, is it really? Oh my lord! Good lord! Uh, there's there's a YouTube I think of him playing Guitar Man and. Uh, He's he's in this weird alternate tuning, and I learned it. But you know, to leave a guitar in that weird tuning uh, was confusing me. You know, oh, sure, uh, you can only play that I, song I, on that guitar. Really, and it's it's as if you know he picked up a guitar that was in his shed for months that just went out of tune. And then he wrote that song on it. <laughs> like, you know, and he might have. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. And it's it's the most unconventional tuning. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, no, it's funny. There's a. Go ahead. I was gonna say there's uh, there's an Elvis story because Elvis did that song. Yeah, and they called. Well, their guitar player couldn't do it. Yeah, and so they called Jerry Reed in. He was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then the colonel wanted half of the songwriting credit. And Jerry Reed said, no. Nope. <laughs> right. And, and Elvis was like, no, I like this song too much. So and nobody else could do it. have to deal with it. Yeah. 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 And so Jerry plays on that on that record because nobody else could. And he Jerry got the full songwriting credit, which never happened. Elvis got half of every songwriting credit. Except, yeah, except yeah. that one. And I think I think, I think that's cool. the same YouTube video on Jerry Reed's biography. I, yeah, I didn't watch that one. I heard it somewhere, you know. Um, <laughs> but that person probably watched that video as well, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, no, because he was saying the my favorite part of of the story was whenever they called Jerry, he wasn't there, so they had to go find him, and he was out fishing. So they had to go out and find him on a fishing boat and be like, "Hey, Elvis is calling, and he wants you to come in the studio and play Guitar Man." He's like, "Okay." I'm like, ah, "That's so cool." He's out fishing, and Elvis calls him. It's like, man, Gosh. what a time. And that's that's just the life. Like, you know, to be the guy who gets to go fish. And yeah. Yeah, and play with Elvis. Yeah. You know. So, um, all right, man. I do want to talk a little bit um of your history. because um, reading up a little about yeah. you. So you've you've been playing since you were eight, but I guess you really got into it I think you said like around eleven you started taking lessons and stuff. Um, is that right? Well, I, I started taking lessons as soon as I picked it up, really. Okay. Um, my dad played a little bit, but I mean, not, not much past like cowboy chords and he taught me the solo to Louie Louie. Okay. That's Um, cool. And, uh, but after that it was, you know, I was still interested and wanted to learn more. So, you know, we shopped around for teachers and, um, I picked up good things along the way from all of them, but um, had a really good one between the time I was like 10 and 13, who really only played the blues. Mm-hmm. And Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan, and, uh, but also like Albert King and B.B. Um, King, Freddie King. I know I just named all the Kings, but mm-hmm. they all have such a singular voice in their own way and there's so much to learn but also like eric clapton and so you know blues was first but um but after that i you know was 
done taking lessons and just picked up whatever I wanted to pick up after that. And then it's, um, I read that at like 17 is when you moved out to Nashville. Right. So, yeah. what, so what was that like being like 17 years old? Did you have family out there or friends out there? Or did you just show up with like a little bit of money in your pocket or no money in your pocket and, you know, stayed at the YMCA for a few days or. <laughs> well, I had some friends out there. Okay. And, you know, I grew up in Alito and didn't play football. So I was like ready to get the hell out of there. I understand. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, 17, I, I hadn't really, I was playing a little bit, but not really fully immersed in the Fort Worth and Dallas scene of live music because couldn't go to bars and everything. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I had friends there and I just kind of wanted to change after living in Texas my whole life. And, um, so I went out there and, yeah, I mean, I I did. It was, it was weird. I had a I was in a car accident when I was two years old, mm. and whenever I turned eighteen, I did get a lump sum of money. I mean, you know, a couple thousand dollars, and it was like, okay, that that's a that's something I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't feel like I'm going to go to college. Uh, I don't. I enjoy uh, music, but every time I try to learn the staff and study so much, like it just doesn't, isn't much fun to me anymore. So I always want to enjoy it. So I don't want to go to school for music. It was like, let's just go head first into a town that does it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's what I did. And, um, you know, at first was staying in a really small room with a bunch of other roommates like five or six of them in this old house and i had to lift my mattress off of the floor to practice <laughs> right sure yeah um yeah just quintessential guitar player musician moving to nashville story but yeah i spent like i spent two years out there bounced around a couple of different places and you know just like any other 17 to 20 year old kid just trying to figure out who I was and didn't really have that figured out yet. And, uh, I've always just, I bounce around with influences so much, but especially at that time, you know, uh, I I was kind of going for a more blues rock sound, which it's kind of funny going to Nashville, but, I mean, there's to play the blues. There's yeah. all kind. Yeah, there's there's still all kinds of music there. It's very much a music town. But, oh sure. Um, but man, I just you know spent two years there, and um, it was I felt like nothing was really sticking, and I you know was a little lost to be honest. And um, so. And then, and then there's, yeah, there's more. Okay, go <laughs> <Don't> ahead. <wait. laughs> no, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then at somewhere after that point, you get a call or whatever and go to California to be on The Voice. That's what got me out of Nashville, really. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they reached out for a YouTube video, and I never thought of anything like that. But like I said, you know, in Nashville, not 
not really um, making any strides to get a call like that. It's like, well, you know, I'll try it. You know, they're going to put me up and give me a little bit of money. Like I could use it. So, um, yeah. And also I, just never turn down an audience. If you have the option to, to go play in front of people, especially some sort of industry people, you know, jump at it. Even if you fail, fail miserably, but do it, you know, try it. Right. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, so that's what I did. And I was surprised to kind of even make it onto the show. And, uh, so whenever, you know, they pre tape stuff, um, I knew that I made it on the show and the episode would air in a few months or whatever. And so I was like, all right, um, life's probably going to get a little weird and I just want to get back to my roots a little bit. So I spent some time in Texas, visited my family for a few weeks and, um, I was like 20 then, but I knew plenty of musicians and, everyone in the scene at that point for, um, I think someone got me a residency at Magnolia Motor Lounge. Mm. I was in town for maybe a month or so and started playing there and, um, met the musicians in the scene. And I was like, man, Fort Worth, how's it going on? And I like get paid better and everything like that. And just my family's here. So, um, that's what kind of, got me to move back to Texas is that TV show coming about. And then, um, I wanted to just not feel so man. Nashville is kind of like what I imagine. I mean, I didn't spend time in Hollywood for that show. It was like Burbank. Right. And, you know, we're sequestered in a hotel room, mm -hmm. really weird thing. But, um, I, I would think like Nashville in a way being similar to Hollywood in a way that you have so many people in one city, you know, Hollywood, it's actors, Nashville, it's musicians and everyone's trying to make it. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, a, it's almost like a hostile environment. It's, it's very nurturing, but at the same time, like everyone's trying to get ahead and you know, it's almost exhausting and out here. It's just laid back and, you know, people are just not unafraid to be themselves. Yeah. So, so that, that was really the draw for me. And then I've still, I've been back to Nashville and I still have plenty of friends there and I'm sure I'll keep going, but yeah. Yeah. You still, you still got to take your sound out there and let them hear it, you know? Um, now I think, I think you're right about that though. LA or New York, maybe Chicago. I'd spent a little time in San Francisco <clears throat> There was a time a million years ago when I was in my 20s and also wanted to, you know, play music. I wasn't near as good as anybody that I talked to on the show. But, you know, I would write songs and play the guitar. It's just very rhythm, cowboy chords or bar chords and stuff. And we did rock music or whatever. And um, But in San Francisco, um, I was like, there's no way I can be in a band out here. I was like, everything is pay to play. And this is like, in, this is in... in in the 90s and plus and everybody around here are like super duper badasses you know i mean it's the town that faith no more the, and mr bungle came from and all these different were the hmm? were the mother hips out there at that time i 
don't think so. I don't know if that one sounds um, familiar to me. I will tell you, I went to see, um, um, I'd gotten into the Four Non Blondes. They were local at the time. And I went to um, a show where they recorded the video for What's Going On. What's going on? And I said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. So I was in this club watching this, and they, they played that song three different times throughout their set. You know, like once in the beginning, once in the middle, and once at the end, just so they can get three different video shoots from it and kind of mix it all together and everything. And there wasn't that many, like maybe 50 people there. But then that song blew up. And now, even now, it's like, you know, like a one-hit wonder that everybody knows, you know. Wake up in the morning and I step outside, you know. But they were there. They were making it, you know, and stuff. They were doing their thing whenever I was there. Um, But, yeah, it was just like there was – I was very much a very, very – little fish in a very big pond you know and i can only imagine that la is worse or even nashville being worse or but if you can break through all that noise and all those people you know then you have to feel like you've done something you know oh yeah because people come out of it you know people go to nashville and they make it famous and people go to la and become movie stars it happens oh yeah it happens and yeah um it's it's a very uh, very tricky thing, and I, I was having a conversation with a buddy, that, you know, just talking about almost a dis a delusional amount of self belief in yourself that you you have to have. Oh, I believe um, that to like keep going and doing this thing right it's it is it takes so much i I think you're right plus you also need a little bit of luck you know and usually contacts you got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody you know yeah yeah that that helps and so so that's your um your ep um is it california mercy me is that the name of the ep I know it's a song on right. the EP. Okay. That was kind of about, that was during that same time period or, or right after it. That's what you made after coming home from California. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of trying to ride that wave of momentum. And, you know, those were the seven best songs that I had in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Out of, you know, maybe 20 or so songs that I'd written up to that time. You know, I hadn't really butted yet as a, songwriter um but yeah that was produced by bo bedford and um matt Mabe played drums on it and scott lee on bass and a couple other um, dallas people uh singing and um i think bo played some piano and did background vocals but um it's a cool record but i was you know as gosh i feel like my stuff might end up being known for this it just bounces around a lot you know from uh hard rock to like a folky americana yeah singer songwriter number it's a it's a quirky record i like it i do like it but that's part of why i like it because there is a rock tune on there and there's a blues tune on there and kind of a country tune on there and the one um um something about light like shed some light or yeah 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 that one man that one's kind of psychedelic it has the real trippy like slide in it that kind of goes from 
left to right in your stereo or whatever and that's a cool song i really yeah. like that one i like the, i like the vibe of it um you know because it kind of has like a 60s uh almost like monkeys or beetles or you know that kind of pop psychedelic little country infused in it you know it's cool i like it i like that one that's one of the ones i like a lot and i like california mercy me a, a, a whole lot too but yeah that's Thanks. a good that's a good ep and so now so okay now so we're bringing it up to present day so like a couple weeks ago you you had posted you're like hey i've got a new single coming out march 3rd and i told you know and then you're like and i have the, the full-length record it's coming out on june 23rd and i know these dates because i'm like hey i told my wife lady lord i'm like hey guess what it's like matt tedder has a new single coming out march 3rd and she's like oh that's our anniversary and i go and guess when his new album is coming out she's like when i was like june 23rd and she's like that's my birthday <laughs> So, so you Perfect. hit, yeah. So you hit two of like our our big events for us, you know, with the release of this. So I was like, I gotta talk to him, you know. Maybe this is a sign from the universe. Like, you gotta have Matt Tedder on and and talk to him about what's going on. Well, I'm so glad, man. Like, very uh, similar influences. Talking about Jerry Reed and all of this country music. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get to um, talk about it too often to too many people. So I always. Um, when I get a chance to, I, I try to. I had Joe Tacky on a couple of weeks back, and um, we talked about a lot of country stuff too, because he's in a new band called the Waking Snakes, and they're, you know, kind of a Fort Worth modern country band. Not, or you know, like um, I like to call it the alternative, but I've heard that that's not a very cool name. <laughs> but you know what I mean, the cowpunk yeah. or you know the kind of country rock that that we have here. Um, so yeah, so we got to talk about a lot of old seventies and eighties, and you know, I love talking about it. But your new, your new single, growing up. I want to get on that before we, before I I let you go. So yeah, so like if you listen to it, which I played just before the interview, um, the opening riff is like one of those kind of riffs that I'm talking about, kind of a really good old fashioned country kind of intro. You know, like a lot of those songs would do that. They would kind of do this really cool thing for about 15 to 30 seconds, and then they would go into the song. Yeah, yeah. So I like that setup. And then, so, but lyrically, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of like I'm I'm all grown up, but what's the point, kind of, you know, you work so hard. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, still, uh, it hasn't really gone out of style with all the things um, I, we all in a way but I know myself like there's just so much work uh, that has to be done and then at the end of the day it, sometimes you it's kind of a uh, not the most uh, uh, positive outlook i i i do maintain a pretty positive attitude um about life in general but for this song and just like kind of a down and out uh because some days are, you're just like what what am i even doing yeah and that that's kind of what's coming across in this tune um and there's just you know whether it's someone something or you know, somewhere it's just hard to get ahead in in the world, and it's 
sometimes you have to start all over again or, um, you know, up and move out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much une- unexpected whenever you're trying to put your best foot forward. And, um, it's kind of what that lyric is talking about. It's, we work really hard and then, you know, something inevitable comes around and I guess it's just all part of growing up in a way. Yeah, it, and it happens all throughout life, whether it's sometimes you have a job and you've been there 10 years and then you lose that job and you're like, man, I got to start over. I got to go somewhere yeah. else. You know, I mean, that's real basic, but that's kind of, it reminds me more of the story. I actually forgot the, the name, but it's the old um, fable or whatever it is about the guy who pushes the rock up the hill and he goes right to the top and then it rolls down. And the next morning he gets up and he pushes it up to the hill. And the next morning, you know, and every day, it's just what he does. Right? He pushes the rock up the hill. That's just what he does. That's yep. his, you know, it kind of feels like that. But I think that's why they say the journey is the, is the reward and not the destination, you know, and so, very much so. Yeah. So with the, um, with, with the album, um, is there an overall, theme to the album is it going to be kind of like the ep where you have a lot of different styles or is it more you know structured as one thing it's gonna have some style variation for Mm -hmm. sure cool um but i think we did a really good job of um recording and mixing and um everyone's playing and like my vocal delivery to even though there's style and genre hopping throughout it, it sounds like the same record. Yeah. Um, so you'll hear like um, still some rock and roll that's not like in your face, but more more kind of like you know in the style of uh, you know you were talking about Don Williams earlier, like Tulsa Time. I feel like that's a great rock rock and roll song. You know, Tulsa um, Time. I'm looked it up. Yeah, it's it's one of his big hits, and then uh, Clapton also did it. Okay, um, but just kind of that style that it's like you know country influenced rock and roll, kind of laid back, and um, there's a little bit of psychedelic influence, and there's definitely some blues on there. Um, but it just uh, man, I'm I'm so excited about this record. It was recorded um last june so you know i tried my damnedest to get labels and music business involved to no avail and i was like man i don't like sitting on stuff so um i got impatient and so i'm putting this sucker out by myself and just good uh, yeah hoping for the best you know and it's not the last record that I'll ever write. So, you know, it might be the one who that gets some attention. But, you know, I, I just want to put it out while I'm still excited about these songs, you know. And um, I, I very much still am. Um, the recording, um, musicians involved, it's, it's one that I'm so proud of. And I think it'll, you know, I really hope it'll age well, but it does have a timeless feel about it. Um, you know, I'm not mentioning iPhones or anything like that, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, it, it just, 
listening to it um you know yeah it could it could fit in with, with a lot of the other songs i've been listening to over the weekend you know it does have a there, there's going to be a time to where it's like from you know like the 1950s to you know 2200 or whatever it's just going to be music of that era it's all going to be kind of the yeah. same and they're not going to know who came out in the 40s or the 70s or the 90s or you know it's all going to kind of be like i don't remember the difference between mozart and beethoven when they came out together if they're close or 100 years apart i have no idea yeah and at some point it's going to be that same kind of way you know so all right man i'm really excited about your record thank you man and thank you for asking me to do that yeah and i'll make sure that really enjoyed talking to you yeah i did too man this is this has been a lot of fun i could keep going but i'm not i don't want to keep you um but yeah i definitely want to come out and and see see a place soon everybody can follow you on facebook or instagram or twitter and find out when and where you're doing stuff and you have matt tedder music.com am i right correct yeah and they can find you on apple and spotify or youtube do you do yeah. any any band camp stuff um i have not yet okay. um no because you can put it up there and um and you can put a price on it if you wanted to sell some um i don't know how how the how well that works i think everybody just streams stuff and so but i know this there are some local folks that will buy local stuff off Bandcamp just to support the artist so it's worth a shot for sure i have seen that i did a I did open a Shopify account um, so I could put, I will be pressing this album to vinyl. Oh, sweet. I'll have CDs as well. Um, but I, I went ahead and made like a pre-order so it'll show up on like Spotify and everything. I think Shopify just has that locked down. Um, so yeah, um, you can pre-order this album now. It's on my website and um, all my socials it's link in bio excellent man well dude thanks so much for your time of course thank you for asking me to do this again jeffrey i really enjoyed it yeah man my pleasure and uh hope to see you soon all right likewise all right man you take it easy you too all right bye Funky is what Funky do. Fortworth's favorite podcast, the Funky Town Podcast. Well, it's the best that money can buy.
All right, Daydreaming in Monaco by Hayden Miller, brand new from Hayden Miller. Oh, I wish I was in Monaco daydreaming right now. Actually, I'm doing pretty good right now. I hope you guys are doing pretty good too. If you want to know more about this song, man, I would Google Hayden Miller, Monaco Daydream. You'll find an article by the Fort Worth Weekly. And man, it's, it's really good. It's got a lot of information in it. it tells a whole story about it. Um, don't want to get into it now because the podcast is already getting long. We've got a couple songs to play, so... I'm going to give you some homework. Look it up. Read about it. It's awesome. Uh, produced by Taylor Tatch. Uh, Nolan from the Hendersons is on it. Tyler from Dead Vinyls on it. It's a really great song. So check it out. Hope you guys like the interview with Matt Taylor. That dude's cool. If you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed talking to him, then I know you really, really enjoyed it. So a couple more songs. Another Taylor Tatch production, I guess you could say. Um, when I downloaded it and planned on playing it, I was um, I thought the dude was from Fort Worth, and I did a little research. Nah, the guy's from Austin. His name is Nathan Harlan. He has a song called All the Same. And I like the song, man. And you know what? I like Austin, and I got no problem playing music for people from Austin. I do it plenty on this show, so if you're in Austin listening, big shout-out to A-Town from the funk. And for you guys, we got a brand-new one from Nathan Harlan, and it's called... All the same on the Funky Town Podcast. Through all the sun 
All right. All the same by Nathan Harlan on the Funky Town Podcast. We got one more for you, and it is Miss Summer Lane Emerson. And her song, The Devil Gets His Dues. Just came out a while ago. It's really good. I'm going to play it. Hope you enjoy it. I'll see you next week. Love you guys. Peace. Yeah, well, he got your soul today.